This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went try to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Aloha. Hey, this is Lane here. This is the second simple passive cash flow podcast. I think you guys noticed that the sound quality got a little better. Um, not. Blasting your ears this time. Today's podcast wanted to talk a little bit about me. I'm a licensed professional PE uh, in civil industrial engineering. You guys can check out my LinkedIn. I know on the LinkedIn you you can see when people look at your profile, but don't worry about that. So I began investing in 2009 in the Pacific Northwest here in Seattle. Got a Type A rental. That's kind of the best class that you can get. A B C D. Or kind of the class levels. But anyway, it rented for about 2200 a month. You guys could check out a video online where I made a video of that property. It's actually, it was a pretty nice property. It's actually a lot nicer than the place that I live at now myself. But the problem with that property had a rent to value ratio of half a percent. And I've been, I'm going to be talking about that rent to value ratio in a future podcast, but that's not very good. I typically pick up properties these days 1% or higher. So after that property in 2012, I decided to go after a duplex here in a different part of Seattle. But in later on, I was looking to make a third purchase in the market. But that at that point, the market was just going crazy and appreciating at a point where anything that I bought would pretty much yield negative cash flow. With this realization, I converted my portfolio to different markets outside of the state in more stable, multifaceted job markets and with rent-to-value ratios that would yield healthy 250 to about $400 month spreads between the rents and expenses. Uh, and expenses, which include the mortgage, vacancy, professional management, repairs, and capital expenditures. So today I have 11 single family homes and they're kind of spread out in a few markets in Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis, and I've got one in Pennsylvania. Because real estate has empowered me financially, I wanted to start giving back to the investor community and then networking with other buy and hold investors. I discovered a couple of things. First, us passive investors are very hard to find, typically not really out there at the meetups. And frankly, a lot of people just like their privacy. The second reason is that passive investing is pretty boring and it's, people don't like to write about it very much. It's not a quick, really quick method of building wealth. And if you're doing things right, it's pretty uneventful. You know, the rent checks just kind of come in and it's really nothing really to, you know, talk about at the cocktail party. Um, there, there are some cool stories, but it's not really that cool as flipping a house for $50,000 or anything like that. So me being a passive investor, I wanted to try and collect some newbie tips and as also some tips for more advanced investors. And what do you do after you've got 10 Fannie Mae loans? What, what do we go to after that? You know, I was trying to go on bigger pockets and trying to you know, get different information, but I just found it very hard to get what I needed as a passive investor on that, on that website. Seemed like most of the people on there are 
more of the active investors and people who use real estate as their full-time job. And that's really how they're able to get these really distressed properties and really make get these crazy returns. I, for one, believe that real estate should try and augment your what you do in your real life and give you the freedom, the financial freedom to do what you want to do instead of trolling the internet forms and, you know, making makeshift repairs on your property. As you get more experience, I try and recognize that there are a lot quicker ways to make in money in real estate, such as apartment investing, flipping high-end properties, or development. But at the time, I have a full-time job that's all right. And until that changes, you know, this is my path that I zeroed in on. And I also think a lot of people are in, in my boat. You know, they, they don't mind going to work, even though they don't want to do it forever. But it's really hard to stop working cold turkey and jumping right into real estate, especially when you make a pretty good living. A lot of people have been asking me, why am I wasting all my time making this blog and podcasts? And what I'm trying to do is trying to put all this information that's in my head into some kind of archive that people are able to access or myself if I forget it. Just kind of something that's going to be there when I'm long gone and maybe it'll help somebody else in the future reach their goals. In 2016 Easter, I got baptized Catholic and I really tried to look for a way to give back to people. Giving money is really, is I find it difficult because I'd rather just teach other people to fish and therefore empower others to create wealth and hopefully that leverage will be able to achieve their financial goals so they can hope pay that forward. It's kind of like an MLM, but for philanthropy. Another motivation for this blog and podcast is after creating a meetup here in Seattle, I met a lot of 35 to 45-year-olds who have good jobs. You know, one's a teacher or engineer or programmer and or in kind of some kind of finance job, yet they struggle to make ends meet financially. It's their kiddos who ultimately get the short end of the stick. And I hope that I can help people realize the powerful wealth building effects of real estate so they can spend more time on important things instead of working the long hours and worrying about their financial troubles. Being a latchkid child growing up, both my parents had to work and I was left at home after school to fiddle with my thumbs. With real estate, you are able to grow your wealth exponentially faster than the conventional 401ks in stock investing. Therefore, you're able to escape the dogma of working 50-hour-plus work weeks at a job that's unfulfilling. In the end, money is not everything, but it's important because it gives you the freedom to live life on your terms. You know, I'm just another working guy. I've I've got my W-2 job that I go to every day. I try and manage my properties in my spare time, and I create this podcast and blog on the weekends. This podcast is just me. I'm not trying to sell anything. It's just me talking about my investment properties and some of the things I go through. And if you guys can go into iTunes and review the show, hopefully you'll give me five stars. You can really help us get some traction going forward with this podcast. I'd really, really appreciate it. And now that we got all the introductions out of the way, on the next episode, we'll start to get in some real investor stuff. So stay tuned. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax 
investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion, and things change, and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself, because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.